in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. and welcome to a brand new episode of the Top 10 coming to you live, at least for those of you who are joining us at the $10 and above Patreon. Uh, I am one of your hosts. I am the outlaw, John Roca. And I am Matt Nose. We're excited to be doing another live show this week. So uh, mm-hmm. thank you to everybody that's joining us already uh, in the stream and in the chat. We uh, we love seeing you guys. So please chime in often because uh, every once and again, you guys rifle in the best possible comment or example <laughs> And some, it you know, it bolsters arguments on occasion. Yeah. You know, it helps settle Does. things. Does. Uh, only when Matt agrees with you, though. It only settles things when Matt agrees. Which, with you. We, we've which seen seems to happen against. more often than not. You know, mm. they seem to side mm. with sanity. Mm. Uh, they sit down and they center themselves and they say, "What is the most logical choice here?" <laughs> and that's where they end up. Oh, did you, okay. Did you see the news from Netflix this morning? No, what happened? I've been so busy running around. You know, I'm here in L.A. doing a bunch of stuff, and it's just kind of like my brain's flying off. What's going on? What happened? Tiger King season two is somehow coming. What? <laughs> Isn't he in jail? How yeah, can they do he's in jail, King and they're two? promising it's just as crazy as season one. How? How, what? how yeah, is that how possible? Is that possible? They had season like a, a decade, and who, know, who knows how much time to, to – go back and mine yeah. the past for that show. So how in the past, you know, past 18 months is enough when everybody's locked down. Right. There are has new revelations. Happens. Yeah. Is it just opens and Carol Baskin is picking her teeth with her dead husband's bones? Just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's allegedly, allegedly, but where could it possibly go? I'm pretty sure they, the hyperbole of my statement uh, <laughs> indemnifies us from any real kind of lawsuit. I hope so. But yeah, I mean, because there's so, I mean, what do you do? Do you interview him in jail? He's been trying to, to get, I remember he, he tried to get pardoned by Trump. So yeah, you know, if they're coming out with a Tiger King season two, have they already had cameras following this fool in prison, his travails? Did he get, did they get access to interview him? Uh, throughout, and of course, Carol Baskin hasn't left the news with her Dancing with the Stars ship, and then she ended up winning the court case, so she got that Tiger King uh, uh, plot of land, and I think she shut everything down. Mm. So, what are we exploring here? I wonder. I have no idea. Yeah, will they replicate my favorite scene from the last one, where this one he's playing like a game of cards in prison? Yeah, and it's no longer cigarettes. I don't know what they bet packets of ramen. <laughs> And he goes all in and then loses, and I am never going to financially recover from this, which was my favorite when he is in the office. Uh, Oh, man. Predictive nature of that. I almost got there's a guy on uh, Cameo in Vegas that does Tiger Mm. King. He looks like him, and he he sounds well enough like him, and I almost sent it to a friend of mine uh, because he goes to Vegas all the time, basically, just right. out of nowhere to be like, hey, uh, I set up. There's a friend of mine out in Vegas. I think you two should go gambling together type of thing. And then he just gets the cameo. Um, 
But I, I don't have the slide. I read that and I was like, this, this what? Yeah. Wait, who is, who is, who, what? Yeah, There's just so many questions. Sense. I don't know how the fuck you do this. Right, right. Honestly, how, where do you go with this? How, how does this make any sense? Where's, what's the end result of all of this? And how, I mean, the thing that was unique about this series is it felt like a one-off. So it, it was, it was, it has that kind of magic of being a one-off. Yeah. Plus the pandemic was going on and look, the pandemic is still going on, obviously, but it's not at the levels that it was. We were all shut away in our houses. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a, there's a lot more people out on the roads and going out to public places now than ever before. Look at all the sports stadiums for God's sakes. So um, than ever, than before the pandemic rather. And so it's, 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 so I I don't think they're going to catch lightning in a bottle again with a season two. No way are the ratings going to be the same. No way are the, um, I just, the whole uniqueness of it all is now kind of going to get ruined by having a season two. I mean, they did that stupid um, Joel McHale special, 45-minute Tiger King special, which gave you absolutely nothing. Nothing. It gave you nothing. So why would you do a season two? I don't know. Well, and then the fact that there's been, what, two shows in production about this? Yeah, two movies. Yeah, that's right. Or two movies, rather. Nick Cage is set to play. Whether or not those actually ever start who the hell knows right 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 right. Uh, more than likely not because this is you know who where's the demand right now right exactly for two what the fuck for two and then yeah for two and then now a second season of this i i just don't guys you had lightning in a bottle there's no point in releasing it and trying to catch it again right right um but i I just read that and so many so many questions (laughs) none of which will ever be answered it's no work it's never going to be as good because that that you know season one i guess at this point yeah episode one ends and you're like well this can't get any crazier and then episode two ends and you're like well this can't get any crazy and just continues to do that and and not in a hyperbolic fashion it built up all these crazy individuals or eccentric individuals um yeah what however you want to view it uh over and over and over again there's a lot of backstory (laughs) there Uh, Mm um but anyway so what are you doing in la um, we're here. Um, the lady outlaw has to work um, at where she works at. They wouldn't let her work from home anymore fully. So she's got to come up three days a week. Uh, and so last week she had a really t- tough time sleeping. She had a hard time uh, getting used to this place that we're, that she's staying at. And through the kindness of one of her family members, hmm. she's letting us stay in her house free of charge in Brentwood, um, which is close to UCLA. It's about 20 minutes. So it's not too bad. Uh, surface streets. So um she this she asked me to come up this week with her just kind of try it out and see if yeah. i can do what i can do from here while she does what she does and just keep a company so uh it's been a heck of a transition i'll tell you this right now um uh, because you're so used to a rhythm and a pattern and i don't have my system set up in the same way yeah uh, and i also have to respect you know what they what they have because this is the childhood home of um of the lady who's letting us use it um, uh, as we stay here. So that's what we're doing. So I'm trying it out. I'm just trying it out, uh, for the next three days. And then we're driving back or well, ex- next two days, I guess we'll drive it back Friday night, uh, after we hang out with, with them. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. And and I've been going around seeing people catching up with people while, uh, having meetings and stuff like that. So, um, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it every week. I think every other week is fine, but, uh, her situation might change knock on wood we don't know yet so we'll see uh down the road what happens but yeah that's what i'm doing yep. in la yeah 
It's a nice house too. No complaints. Brentwood's a nice area. Brentwood's a beautiful Man. area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in Mandible Canyon, so just kind of hanging out in the other area of Brentwood. I'd have to see it on a map. I don't know all the canyon <laughs> yeah. names. So there you go. It's a good name though. Yeah, yeah I like the name. But, but I do like know. the name. I took uh, some calls out in the backyard of the nice leather couch, so that was nice. It was a nice little experience. So I was like, this sure. is not you can get used to this for God's sake. So uh, um yeah. What's going on? Yeah, with you? just that is that that drive. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's a killer for no fucking reason. We drove at night, and I think that's what helped us out. We got here, you know, really easily in two hours. We, yeah, we spend the time quickly. Time goes by fast and going back. But the, if she was to do it every day, it'd just be too much, man. It'd just be crazy too much. Apparently, there are people who do it though, Matt. Every day driving from LA to San Diego and back. God love those people because I don't know what time you have at night to have to yourself. Like you none. just get right back in bed and go to sleep, right? Yeah, it's none because you're yeah. hitting traffic unless you're leaving crazy early before everything. Although the direction of traffic from here down there is mostly the opposite until you get closer to there. And then it's yeah, it's like L.A. Yeah. People drive into L.A. They drive into San Diego. But right. the gap in between, like there's yeah. – you're still going to hit shit though. Yeah. She left at five o'clock. She tried this last week, left at 5 a.m. and still got there barely before she had to clock in at 8 a.m. Left San Diego at 5 a.m., barely got there before she had to clock in. So we decided to come the night before so that she could get a good night's sleep and then, you know, can leave at a decent hour to go get there. So, and I've been taking her to work and picking her up from work as well because I need to use a car, obviously, to do stuff around here. So it's not too bad, though. I mean, I could get used to it if we started to make this a pattern. I just that I'd have to really have things set up here so that I could just show up. Boom. It's already ready to go. Set up the lights. Boom. You know, no big deal. So this took me a while to figure this out. So one step at a time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there's no point in overwhelming yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. To make a thousand decisions that 900 don't need to be made today. Right, right, right. Uh, Um, (laughs) <laughs> but uh, uh let's see chris lipke says i'm actually on the highway driving back from aew grand slam so if this could be a two hour 45 minute show that'd be great for me well it's not going to be two hours so sorry chris but, uh, yeah that's yeah. not going to happen machine yeah. gun but <laughs> stay safe out on the highway yeah i hope aew grand slam was good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do they have an aew moons over miami because i would oh. go to that one Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, no Dad problem. jokes. Okay. Love the it. only Denny's uh, entree I could think of off the top of my head. I always got the Grand Slam breakfast, <laughs> but a friend of mine did get moons over my hammy. Did they have? I'm sure they had, they had to have other ones that had stupid names like that. This is listen. This is no joke. I'm not lying to you right now. I literally just came back from having breakfast at the Denny's on Wilshire. No lie. No really. Lie. Oh, dude, yes. I haven't had eaten at a Denny's in so long. I just I, I don't know many places to go around. I didn't want to go to a bagel shop, and, I, and those are my old reliables. Yeah, but I don't know these places. There's, there's got to be a fucking shits. diner by you in oh, Brentwood. There's got to be a diner by you. There's something called the Lazy Daisy or something like that. But I don't know, man. I don't you know like I know what I'm getting at IHOP or Denny's. At least I know what I'm getting. You know, with other places, I'm like, Ugh. yes, very true. You know, I'm a creature of habit. Sadly, I'm a creature of habit. Um. Yeah, I would. Uh, Denny's would be a last resort. That's in an area where there's nothing else open, and I'd be like, "All right, well, I guess I'll go to Denny's." No, oh, oh, okay. Right. I just ate there a lot. I know what I'm getting at Denny's. 
When it comes to diner food, yes, because it doesn't take long to find another diner that makes better food. Yeah, so I'll be snotty about a diner. I got zero problem because <laughs> this one is just as greasy, or actually, it's greasier because of, you know, I, uh, yeah, it's just a million. Di- I love diners, so me too, man. Me too. It's the best. It's just like, what do I feel like I can get it? Um, um but you do a whole sketch of you as Charles Bronson going to a diner. Just do a whole sketch. We'll put it up on the channel. Be perfect. I don't think I can pull off the mustache. Come on. Don't think I can do it. That's a strong mustache game he's got. You call uh, those scrambled. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I want to tell you What is this? <laughs> That's a sketch for no one. That is, that is the least watched sketch put up that has the quote uh, or tag of sketch in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been. That's fun. This week, I've been taking a tree stump yeah. out of the ground, so that's fun. Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. That, that is so much work, dude. Well, Jesus. It'd be one thing if it was softwood, right. but it's not. No. I mean, it's it's a beautiful trunk. Once you get into it, The the I guess you'd say the flesh of it is red and pink and yeah. with, like, black accents. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but it is hard as a rock. And it takes for fucking ever. It is ridiculous. So yes, that's I've done that uh, two days this week, and wow. I will finally finish it tomorrow. Now, do you, you're digging around it. Are you going to use your trunk tr- uh, truck to yank no, it? No, 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 no. Wench or anything? Like that? No. Okay. I dug around it, and then yeah. uh, I got a chainsaw, so I have to cut off the exterior roots to grow out, and then you have to yeah. take the the trunk and cut across in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you cross cut it and then you take a wedge and you drive the wedge in between and just wrench it out. But the problem is the way this tree grows is from the trunk. It has these massive one root, almost from each quadrant that I cut off of, which I didn't know until I cut down through the trunk. So I've taken out three of four and I have to now dig even further to get down and really pull out this root. Uh, but the sawing through it takes so fucking long. I'm just sitting there. I went out and bought a slightly more powerful one because I got this old chainsaw. And yeah. even that, it takes, I'm not kidding, fucking forever. Con- considering I've been doing this for three days. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So wow. the, the cross cut across the top took a total of maybe six hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just slowly chipping out centimeter by centimeter or millimeter by millimeter and it's just wow. you're sitting there holding it holding it slowly but surely going through and having to take a break every 15 20 minutes it's fucking <laughs> wow yeah two of my neighbors stopped me yesterday and they're like i can't believe the amount of work this has taken you and i'm like i, <laughs> I appreciate that you've walked past a couple times today and you stopped on how many ever this is and lauded me for sitting out in 90 some odd degree heat to get this fucking thing because i got to get it torn out to put in some cactuses because once the season changes, you're not really supposed to replant them and we're right on the cusp but this needs to be fucking done right now wow because they go dormant come winter time so right right uh (laughs) it needs to be done and (laughs) so i will have a fucking done tomorrow uh good times good times First chainsaw I bought as a replacement didn't work, so I had to drive. 
the next morning and go and take it back. It's like, there's two hours or an hour and a half of driving there back, dealing with returns. Oh, no, thanks. Yep. No, thanks. It's all right, though. It'll be out. And uh, yeah, my mom's trying to give me encouragement. It's like, you know, you one one job at a time. You check it off. Think how much better you're going to feel afterwards. I'm like, while true, <laughs> this is not fun. Also, you and I are different. You're just one of those dudes that likes to do it himself. You are, I mean, you can hire somebody, but you want to do it yourself. Uh, I, I could, I but if I can do the job, might as well do, do it something. myself. Mm. Why pay somebody to do something I can do? It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. But there are other things where just like I either I can't do it or I know I don't have the patience for it. Uh-huh. Like the exterior of the house will need to be repainted. I don't think I'm going to do that one. Oh, my God. That's a yeah, lot of work. Because what if you do you have to sand it down first? I'm not sanding right. down an entire fucking house. It depends, right? Exactly. You know, my girlfriend's been watching. I don't know if you watch these the house uh, renovation shows or whatever. Hmm. She's she's been watching this one. It's on Peacock, and it's these people who renovate chateaus in France because they sure. get them at like dirt cheap prices because they're just broken down and they've been around for a long time hmm. and they're on sale and they're like in the middle of nowhere. And so it's this English couple, and apparently there are five fucking seasons of this show because they go and like they go and find other couples who are redoing chateaus Mm -hmm. or large large residences that are you know decades centuries old or whatever and the amount of work this guy had to paint the chateau the the entire chateau on the outside sanding it took three months sanding the entire fucking thing i believe it three months and then they could start to paint i was like oh my god God, yeah. What life is like? You're waking up every day, bro, and you're going down on a fucking ladder, and you're just gonna, you know, oh, dude. When so when we repainted our kitchen, I had to sand yeah. the ceiling because it's all we have all wood walls everywhere. Oh yeah, but yeah, right. Just yeah. to fix some imperfections, and then go in and take off like because it had an, uh, a lacquer on top of it to take that down, so we could actually paint right. onto it, and that in and of itself took a couple days knowing waking up and being like I have eight to eight eight hours if I'm cheating myself. Yeah. But probably like ten or eleven hours of sanding today. My God. Yeah. It's just like no, this is not going to be fun. Because some of it you can use, you know, an orbital sander or other things and others you gotta get in there with your hand and just slowly fucking etch it down. Yeah, not fun. Yeah. Not fun. This is blown away. But you do feel at the end of it you're like, I did that and I did Sure more power to all of you who feel that way about stuff. I would gladly hire a motherfucker to do it for me while I sit and watch TV. Got no problem with it. Got no problem or working on other things. I just, I could not do that shit. I'm not built for that manual labor. No, it's just not my thing. Just not my thing. Building shit though, that I can do. You, 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 you set a bunch of furniture out. You set a bunch of things out in an entire house. I will race you. To build everything room to room to room to room beyond that house before anybody else. That I love to do, but the manual labor nonsense—it's just not for me, man. That's a very, my dad that's a, another form of manual labor. True, but it's one I can do, and I feel confident I yeah. can do it. <laughs> uh, my dad is a, a garden yard guy. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but I, kind of, yeah, I hate that. Oh, you do. I no, hate the, I hate gardening and being out in the yard and doing that crap. I well because it was a punishment as a kid. When oh, I got right. in trouble. You got to go weed. I had to mow the lawn as a kid. 
right uh just all that shit now i'm just like no this is this is punishment each and every time i hate it now yeah yeah uh, I don't mind doing this tree stump because it's just like, boom, I put cactuses and thank thankfully a cactus. You don't have to do all that much for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm out. I'm fine with that kind of yard work. If you can just fucking Ron Papil and set it and forget it. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Sure. Let me move on to the next thing. I don't want to have to constantly be cutting this and manicuring and pulling weeds and the upkeep is beyond yeah. frustrating. It's insane. Yeah, Lemke no says uh, Lemke says he's in the middle of a full repaint mod- remodel of art downstairs, which is why I left for New York for a wrestling show for two days. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm, it also feels like he's justifying why he went to AEW Grand Slam. It's right. Okay, Lemke, you like what you like, buddy. <laughs> Left I don't even know life. what AEW Grand Slam is. I know what AEW is, but I'm sure right. it's just one of their big events. Obviously, because it's called Grand Slam. Yeah, it is. Ruby Soho uh, took on Brit Doctor Britt Baker for the title. You could have made up two match. names. <laughs> Ruby Soho and Doctor Who? Doctor Britt Baker. She's a dentist. She's a legitimate dentist who became a professional wrestler. She's now the champion, the female champion. That's a terrible name. Doctor Brent Baker. Britt. 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 She's a she's Doesn't a woman. Hell, Britt. Britt Baker. <laughs> it does yeah. But I hope it was then, fun. It was entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it's a spectacle it's, in and of itself. I watched some of the matches uh, this morning, and uh, I'll be watching some more later for the wrestling show I do on my channel. But yeah, fun stuff. So shout out to you, Lemke. What's you, your it was wrestling at the, show's name? Uh, Strong Style. Strong, Strong style, style. Which is an homage to the Japanese style of professional wrestling, which is brutal shots, power shots that are this close to being real. So if you've watched any Strong Style matches, you're just shocked at the kind of abuse a body can take in with these Japanese wrestlers. It is huh? rough. So, Never yeah. seen it. All right. Yeah. Since we're uh, doling out the hard hits on our show, that's what we call it. Strong stuff. There you go. Yeah. It was at the Arthur Ashe stadium. That's where it was at. So, uh, okay. About that. Wow. What an interesting place to hold. Yeah. What an yeah. interesting place to hold a, a great uh, AEW tournament or uh, matches. So yeah, very interesting stuff. Um, what else is going on besides the tree stump? Is that it? Is that all that's going on? Well, for this week, next week it moves okay. on to something else. Who did you follow up our uh, incredible episode of uh, Settle the Score? Who followed up? Uh, who did you possibly get for an I Well, they'll never After stack the up. three of us. Thank you. Thank <clears throat> I, you. I apologize for having you dangle in the wind that long before I saved you because you're right. It's, you know... Everyone pales in comparison to the sun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The geek buddies. Uh, we, two comedian we friends of mine. Oh, cool. All right. Cool. 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 Uh, Jeremiah Watkins and uh, a guy named Razzle. Razzle Dazzle. Razzle. Uh, Respect. But, Matthew Simmons wants to know what you're drinking, Matt. What you're drinking, Matt? Uh, just, uh, just a fizzy water. That's all I'm drinking carbonated water with uh, some essence of blood orange or whatever Ooh. the fuck they put in there. It's blood orange nice. flavor. Nice. Nice. Oh, you say nice. Well, it's, it's Vaughn's brand. So, you know what I mean? Okay. Huh? All right. All it's right. the same as any other, but I like that one and uh, bubbly blackberry. Those are my two favorites. So bubbly depending on which is blackberry. the best. Yeah. Whoever has the best price, that's what I buy between the two. <laughs> and that's what I, I like those two. I'll drink others, but if they... Right. That's only if they don't have either of those two. So there you go. <laughs> that's that's what I'm drinking. 
I respect it. Matt, have you seen the trailer for this new show, La Brea, on NBC? Looks terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, what? I, I don't know why we're still doing these kinds of shows. That's a 1980s show, maybe early 90s at best. Are we really trying to pitch an idea that somehow a hole is created in Los Angeles and at the bottom of the hole is the prehistoric age world that still exists? So we're basically validating the girl that I dated that there is people at the Earth's core, and that blows my mind. Um, I should have written a show about this. Clearly, it just, As know. soon as I saw it, I was like, it looks like bad Lost. Like they're trying to recapture the magic of Lost. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, but this, but this looks really stupid. I don't even know what this is about, and this looks really stupid. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, It's network who television. Knows? I don't even know who they make it for, except for old people that don't stream. But most yeah. of everybody streams now, as far as I know. Yeah. And like NBC. everybody in my family. And um, yeah. I don't know if anybody owns terrestrial legitimately within my family or cable. They just pick and choose whatever they stream so it's just crazy talk yeah. to me but oh i also saw did you see the trailer they're bringing back csi yes for, i saw that a few days ago but um, i saw it was on twitter and they're like here's a promo for the new csi and i was like oh right so grissom is back all right yes. and i but it's yeah. just the new lead and she's talking to it and it's one it's like two camera describing the characters and the setting and all right. that. It is one of the strangest promos you'll ever see. It's CSI Vegas. Yeah. And yeah. And they're bringing back Grissom and Georgia Fox and Georgia Fox. Georgia yeah. Fox, the right girl, the one with a little gap in her. Yes. Two top yeah. teeth. Yeah. Uh, Let me see here. If you can find that, watch that on your own time. It is. It's weird the way she describes it. Cause it's almost like she's fourth personing it. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but she talks about like how it represents real America and the interaction between her character and like Georgia Fox, and it's so strange. Is it a, a black actress who's the lead? Yes, Paula. Okay, so it's Paula Newsom, who was I think she was the one in Barry in season one of Barry, the cop. Oh, okay. Wrong? Yes, it is Detective Janice Moss. Yes, she's the one that was the 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 one that was investigating Barry in the first season. So, yeah, I remember her. Absolutely. I, the show could be good. I just felt that this as a promotion seems so strange. She doesn't, <laughs> she feels detached while being part of the product or project as she describes it. Yeah. Um, very weird. Interesting. Just, they're just, I mean, I guess because there's so many different streaming options that everything is going to be rebooted because yeah. The amount of intellectual property that can cut through the chatter and right. potentially grab eyeballs. You gotta you gotta try everything at this point. I'm gonna give it a shot because I gave I gave, I never watched SVU. Like I tried to watch SVU, but it was the law and order show that I just did not like, didn't gravitate to it, didn't mm -hmm. connect to it. I guess because the sexual stuff really makes me uncomfortable. Like to know that there are people out there doing that kind of shit, it's just really uncomfortable for me. So I never really kind of connected to that one. But I did try the Christopher Maloney one because an extension to Miss you, and that the was crime. not good. Yeah. That was not good, not good. So, but I'm gonna try this one. I've never, I've watched maybe one episode or two episodes of CSI my entire life, so because I had a couple of friends that were on it. So maybe I'll try the CSI Vegas show. Does this mean that I've crossed some kind of line, Matt, where I'm the old person they're making shows for? 
No. And unconsciously, I don't know that I, that has happened to me. That, that would be is. you if you are just jacked today that they're bringing this back. <laughs> and you're not. You're like, it's another show. Oh. I'll give Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, but somebody out there today is flipping out. They are. They're happy that Billy Peterson, oh, Billy Peterson is, you know, circling back. Just super jacked. Um, Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I I will genuinely say the CSI, when it first came out, I watched it. I Really? Maybe the first couple seasons. I thought it was really good for a procedural. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but then I never watched NCIS and CSI Miami and all the rest because it just became the formula I didn't care for as much. Right. It's like Chicago uh, on NBC. Everything Chicago. Yeah. Everything Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Law and Order, I did, stopped. I watched that with my mom once it made it to reruns after its first like eight years, but I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, Dick Wolf, keep getting that check, buddy. And no shit. No shit. Plus, I mean, you, you figure William Peterson was probably like, you know what? Uh, I, I need something. I'm kind of hanging out here. I, I've yeah. built all I can build. Let me uh, pull down all the tree stumps. Let me go and do some sure. things, for God's sakes. I feel like that's what he did. And I'd like to do something again and get paid a decent amount for it. Yeah. So to bring him back. I, I got zero problem with him and Georgia Fox or the woman in the lead. I just felt the promo was so strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't done anything since 2015 uh, when he had that series, which I don't even remember. Manhattan. Do you remember that series? I'd have to know what it was about. That doesn't just jump off the page to me. In in 1943, in Los Alamos, New Mexico, a team of government scientists is working on the top secret Manhattan oh. project. He is, yeah, 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 there was uh, two of those shows that came out roughly around the same time. Okay, okay. One oh, of shit. the two leads is the new lead in the lost symbol. Oh, okay. Fucking Rachel Brosnahan was one of the leads on this one. Wow. Yeah, pretty sure there was two roughly at the same time. David Harbour had 10 episodes on this. Interesting. Okay. All right. It's uh, Michael Church. Oh, you know what I saw last night? Can I recommend it? What? Cop Shop. Can I tell you? I know. There's still a group of us that are Gerard Butler fans who go see everything Gerard Butler does. This was excellent. Directed by uh, um, Joe Carnahan, starring Frank Grillo mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and uh, Gerard Butler. And Toby Huss, of all people, Toby Huss as this psycho, psycho uh, uh, hitman as part of the uh, crew of people. Uh, also, I want to give it also the the top uh, actress there. They made this young black actress the lead. What's her name here? Uh, oh, Alexis Louder. Alexis Louder okay. is the lead in this one. And she was on Watchmen for uh, a few episodes as well. But she was fucking great uh, in this movie uh, as the lead. And all these other dudes doing their brilliant film. Fun. One of those Saturday afternoon fucking man movies with a bunch of shoot 'em up shit. It was great. So I recommend so, it highly. Cop shop. Cop shop. Cop shop. There you go. Lemke, uh, if you're driving somewhere safe, maybe when we're done, you know, just throw in the first 30 minutes of cop shop. Just do it. Find it and go watch it. Uh, anyway, we've done 30 minutes of banner. We're going to get to our show here. Probably so. Yeah. Uh, today we're doing the, let's see if we get this right. The top 10 characters 
that joined a franchise after the first movie. That's Correct. the name of the show. Um, and we, Matt and I were talking or texting before the show, making sure that we were on the same page about characters. So it could be a character who came in in the second movie, then was never seen again, or a character that's come in the second or third or fourth movie and has gone on a run. Yeah. Oh, actually, anytime they could show up, I guess. They, yeah, it doesn't matter. They yeah. could be a recurring yeah. character or they can be a one-off. Yeah. Personally, I excluded, because um, what you sent in the text, I didn't want to tip my hand. Oh, I excluded okay. villains. Oh, wow. That's a random thing to exclude, but okay. Well, in my head, I, yeah, I know. Well, A, it made the list a little bit smaller, so I was happy about that. Okay. But B, to me, is like characters, once you add in the potential of recurring, then there was like only one bad guy that I can consider. But they change mm. a bad guy every time. So that's to be right. expected to, for me, whereas characters that you were surprised that made an addition and came back for numerous or could come back or you'd love to see right. come back. That to me, I, I was trying to focus on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas villain is just like, well, I know, of course I know that there's going to be a villain coming. Right. I didn't anticipate this or it was better than than, you know, what the movie poster. Right. Showed me I, they were on it. But just to see this character be fully realized sometimes is pretty fantastic. So that's. But we didn't set that stipulation. We didn't. We didn't. No, that's, that's just okay. what I did for I myself. I only have a couple of. I think I only have a couple of those on my list. So, yeah, of totally there was like three or four potentially, but then I was like, well, villain. Sometimes the villain is the best part. I could do this for, yeah, so many different. I was like, I fuck it. I'm just not going to do villains. <laughs> um. Okay. With with one basically slight exception, and you'll hear okay. it pretty quickly. Okay. All right. Uh, um, yeah. All right. So we're going to break it all down. Uh, before we start, Matt, do you mind if I go get my fan? It's getting hot in here. I'm going to go get yeah, no my problem. fan. Yeah, I got Give AC me going today. 30 seconds. All right. I'll Thankfully, right it's not as warm today as it has been over the past, like, three days. Uh, this is what, you know, a couple of days ago, it was mid, mid upper 70s. is beautiful. And then Tuesday, my car said it was 102. Like, oh, we need to get through this bullshit weather, which is what happens out here in the fall time. You get these fluctuations. We'll get the random Halloween and Halloween roughly around that time, almost guaranteed to have a hundred degree day in there somewhere. And the few days leading up to Halloween and the few days after guaranteed every oh. year. I think last year was the first year, maybe a decade. It hadn't happened much better, much better. Thank you. Uh, all right. You ready? I was literally yeah. talking about the weather. <laughs> All right, let's do it. What do we got? Uh, what do we got? So I do do some, he does some, and then we combine the list between the two of us. Basically, it, that's the life. It ten is, you know, my villain. I've got another. It's kind of quasi, but you can go the other way. But okay. uh, mini me. Oh, nice one. I like that. Okay. Yeah, Ozzy Powers right. too. Well, because think of how massive a cultural phenomenon mini me was. I mean, Vern Troyer became instantly famous. Yeah. True. Good Instantly. Point. And I, like almost everybody else, loved that character. We thought it was a oh, yeah. great addition to the overall cast. It perfectly complemented what they already had in mm-hmm. Dr. Evil. And I was like, this was an amazing addition to this series. You managed to yeah. basically grow the cast without growing the cast. Which sometimes, you know, happens is they keep picking up characters and picking up characters and it just becomes this big bloated production type yeah. of thing. Yeah. But to add, you know, a side character that so complements the main villain um, as a miniature clone of himself. 
because he didn't have a son. <laughs> he didn't feel his son stacked up to the measurements that he wanted from his son. He wasn't evil enough, but he wanted to love him. And that yeah. push and pull, and then he creates Mini-Me. Um, just so fantastic. And I was yeah. like, ah, he's not really a villain. I've got another one of those on my list. No. Like, he's not really a villain. Yes, he's Dr. Evil's the villain. But Fern Troyer, yeah. his, you know, his representation just, uh, you know, he's there to support especially, his friend. Yeah, especially in the third movie, he, he kind of swings over to Austin's side with uh, Michael Caine's help. So I have refused to watch the third one. <coughs> what? The third I one have, is funny as shit. Really? I wow. have heard nothing but basically this was the start of Love Guru run, you know? Oh, it all went downhill here, and I didn't see Love Guru. It's just like and Cat yeah. in the Hat. I've only seen bits and pieces of. Ooh, those two are horrific. No lie. Oh. Yeah, I, Love Guru. I couldn't do. I saw the trailer and I was like, no. Yeah, yeah. This is not happening. <coughs> it's so um, weird. I would. I, I don't know if I've ever seen an interview where he explain, explains why he stopped. Like, was it what happened with Love Guru? I mean, plenty of comedians. I mean, Eddie Murphy's fucking resume is littered with terrible comedies. But he still keeps doing it. And he just signed a three-picture deal with Amazon Prime to create three new fucking comedies for that uh, channel or that streaming service. So, yeah. you know, why did he stop? America and Dolomite. Or Dolomite was Netflix, wasn't it? It was. It was Netflix. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. It makes sense because he still Plus, has appeal and draw. Thank you. Of course he does. Yeah. Um, That's why I'm shocked by Mike Myers stopping after Love Guru, man. Shit. People liked it. Yeah. I I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just mm. trying to f- come up with some sort of rationale beyond he didn't want to do it anymore or didn't like getting the criticism for something that he created, which is like, you know what? I'm good. I've made a bunch yeah. of stuff that's really excellent, uh, you know, between Shrek and Austin Powers that right. people will continue to watch and remember and love. Mm. Um, True. I imagine he'll come back at some point. Yeah, I mean... Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's he's inevitable. done small bit parts in other things, and of course, he did that fucking Super Bowl commercial, which was rough to watch. Whoa, it's a Super Bowl commercial. Him and Dana look like a bunch of old men in cosplay yeah. as their old as younger the, characters. It, that was rough, dude. It was. Uh, I didn't enjoy seeing it. No, but the makeup. Woof. I it, it simultaneously, I was like, man. Hopefully you guys made a good chunk of change and it was an easy couple of days work and who gives a shit. Yeah, yeah it's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Too. It's like, That's do you ultimately fair. care? No. Right. 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 That's why the, you know, the former taboo of big actors, not doing commercials or bands, not giving their songs for commercials and stuff. And eventually everybody went, eh, who cares? Yeah. Right. Nobody cares. Bob Dylan nobody showing cares. up on commercials. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Ultimately it's just like, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, no. lessen your legacy. Doesn't tarnish anything. Right. Sell out. Yeah, it could be great. I mean, what is it, George Clooney with all those coffee commercials that don't air here, apparently? Uh, but they list on his IMDb. It's crazy. <laughs> they do. Go and go look and he's actor and is it Nespresso? He's doing uh, some what? <laughs> what? You you never heard about that? They, go look they, on his IMDb. It? It's a, some coffee company. My guess is he owns part of it, but the commercials get listed as his credits because I guess maybe they qualify as short movies or something. You talking about Clooney? You talking yeah. about Clooney? I've seen the Nespresso commercials, but I know he was credited on, on, um, on his IMDb, hundred percent as actor or as uh-huh. producer. As well, okay, that I don't know, but I want to say as actor. I don't see it under actor. 
Uh, let me see. Maybe under producer. Interesting. Well, whatever. You said you saw it, so it is. It's there. Maybe as self. Quite possibly self. Hmm. That's two hundred ninety-five credits. Good luck yeah, with that. Yeah, that's too many. Never mind. It's well, on. maybe I'm crazy, but I <laughs> a thousand <What>? percent <laughs> remember seeing that on his IMDb page at some point. What's uh? What's your what's your nine? Let's move on to there. Yeah, let's move on to there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number nine is uh, Sirius Black for Harry Potter. Dude, talk about a final cut. I I was so close with Sirius. You know what? Why don't I just do that? All right, it's my number eight. I'm going to drop my other one that I thought that I was going to put there as a kind of maybe a, a feeling you know, about the villain thing, and I will put it at number eight. It, I was going to put it uh, that high anyway, and then I cut it out. So I'm going to do it just for us to have something in common. So, yeah, Sirius Black, great choice, man. I think we'll have other stuff in common. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see, man. We'll, we'll have – Differences for sure, but we'll, we'll put that pressure on him, man. I, I think we're good. Go seriously. So he's part of the movie and the transition of when I think you and I and most adults really got into the series and the fact that yeah. he's recurring thereafter, but he gives Harry something that you can finally identify with, a sense of family and love and belonging, mm-hmm. even though that he's creating that with you know his friends at Hogwarts and the professors and whatnot, and they're trying to be you know, community that that he lacks. Yeah. To see someone actually that has a more tangible connection to his past and that yeah. he can talk to and ask questions of and lean on um, really opened the heart to the series. And I think had they not had pulled that off so well in Gary Oldman's uh, performance as serious, yeah. I don't know that that series would have opened up for me necessarily as well. And, to where I was looking forward to the next iterations of the movies coming out because I enjoyed my time. Before that, it was like, oh, it was fun. Yeah. And it was better than your average, you know, movie geared towards this age range. Yeah. Uh, and I think watchable, but this is the part of the transgre- or, uh, uh, transition to mm-hmm. something that various ages can really identify yeah. with. I agree. Alfonso Cuaron coming in as a, as a, how can I say this? A more mature director than Chris Columbus to bring a little more darkness, a little more reality, a little more of that transition time from from being a young uh, kid to being a young adult where you start to, you know, have those sexual feelings. You start to uh, be more aware of the maybe the crimes or the uh, uncomfortable stuff that your parents do in their lives. You start to be more aware the things you're reading in your classes start to have a little more of a mature exploration of the existentialism of life, life and death. So perfect to bring him in at this time for these characters and these actors. And although David Thewlis was great, Timothy Spall was great. It, yeah. It was Gary Oldman. And you're right. It was the serious black character that really challenged you. Cause you know, we all have that black sheep in the family type thing and to have him be possibly a murderous wizard and all this kind of thing and have him be kind of banished to this kind of narrative and then have him turn that narrative around as the film goes along Mm -hmm. and become this kind of pseudo father figure for Harry after the death of his dad um, was great. And him coming back and then what happens to him later on in the series is such a powerful loss 
um, for the character of Harry. So yeah, he's great. And arguably the greatest character outside the lead characters of the franchise um, throughout, you know, Dumbledore and Sirius Snape. That's, those are the three that kind of battle. Yeah. I think overall. And I didn't want to include any of the, this professor shows up for this point. Cause that right, then right, falls right. into the villain thing of, well, of course they're going to have new professors at this point. That's how they introduce right. a new character without gloating uh, or bloating the cast. I mean, I right, thought about, right. Uh, Brendan Gleeson from yep, Mad Eye Mad Moody. Eye Moody. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I was like, I still think Sirius gives more of, mm-hmm. you know, what connects me to Harry yeah. Uh, yeah. a little bit more. And I thought about if I was going to go villain, I would have gone with what is it, Beatrix Bellastrange? Oh, yeah, uh, Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah. Right. She's great. She's great. Beatrix. Yeah. But the other characters have a little bit more depth. Well, at least Sirius's character has more depth. Yes. Well, um, and she persists throughout the series. So she does. It could have been an interesting choice for sure. Yeah. There were others, but I was just like, ah, you know what? I, I'm good with Sirius. So that's my number nine. Do you think they'll ever reboot it like down the road? Eventually, or yeah. add to it, like wipe this crimes of Grindelwald crap away oh and God, just have yeah. another different story. What do you think about the new title? They released that yesterday. Did you see that? No. What is it? Uh, I'm not going to like it. The Secrets of Dumbledore. Oh. So everyone's like, wait a minute. I thought this was Newt Scamander's story. Now we're just going to move like a Dumbledore. And are we. Newt Scamander isn't generating a billion at the box office. Exactly. And then the other side of this is if we're saying, and, you know, Michael Vogel, who's, uh, you know, you know from Geek Buddies and everything like that, but like Michael's gay. And Michael said, look, J.K. Rowling came out and said Dumbledore was gay after she wrote the books and shit. So if they do a Secrets of Dumbledore and he's not gay in the thing, and that's not one of his secrets, then um, this is a fucking shit title. And I think there'll be many riots from. Oh, some yeah. Of the I, I assume that's what they're partially setting up. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. What's your eight, man? My eight is uh, Jesse from Toy Story. That's my 10. No bullshit. Great. Oh, we got another thing coming. Nice. We, yeah. I, great I, character. Yeah, excellent character. I thought about Ken from Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. Ken's good, too. Yeah, but yeah, Jesse, yeah. once again, has more heart, has more of an arc, is in more of mm-hmm. the movies, just has a bigger part, so I went with Jesse. Uh, but the idea of Ken being so excited because he can do fashion shows for somebody. <laughs> I love that. As an idea, like, some finds, finally someone gets me. Oh, my God, what about this? <laughs> just that's they both have to say they share the same loves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jesse, I mean, to see another toy's heartbreak then through her eyes. Oh, woof, man. yeah. Uh, and as she then becomes one of the glue individuals that are the glue that try and hold this group together as the story yeah. progresses over and over and over. Yeah. And then I guess if they did a five, she is now leading along with buzz. Right. And they go off and they no more Woody type of thing. Right. Uh, although maybe, I don't know how maybe, you can tell Tom Hanks. Maybe Woody parachutes in for part of the adventure, but not like fully. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's him and thing. him and Bo Peep. Oh, Bo Peep, right? Yeah, him and Bo Peep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a section of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That's possible. Yeah, I mean, I love it because I mean, Joan Allen is one of these. Um, um, not Joan Allen. Sorry, Joan Cusack is yeah. one of these actresses. 
that never seems to get enough love outside of the people who like like actors. You know, she is so versatile and so funny and arguably has worked longer than John and has been consistently bookable longer than John. John had a run, but no one's going out to see John Cusack movies anymore. But you go see Joan Cusack in like School of Rock or you go see Joan Cusack in the Toy Story movies. And her voiceover work here as Jesse is just incredible. And they make such great use of her in that second movie, as you said, the heartbreak and all that. And then her front, her desire mm-hmm. to trap Woody so that they don't so that she's not gotten rid of anymore. You understand that tendon or that uh, oh, motivation. Yeah. And then in the third movie, you pair her with Buzz. So in essence, you introduce a romance into the uh, movie that's really interesting. In the fourth movie, that still persists throughout, and she's kind of doing what she's doing and organizing them as, uh, to go and, and do the things they need to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a great character. And she does a, such a fantastic job. Um, and it's a good balance to the male Woody to have essentially a female Woody, which is Jessie, and it's great. Yeah, and as I think she's more bookable because she doesn't demand – or not demand, but expect to be lead. So That's she can fair. pop around and do, you know, shameless for a while and then still right. shoot this movie or do a voice over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think John needs to be top of the call sheet, or at least did for a long time. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No offense, John. No offense, John. Eh, if you get used to it, you know, he started as a young age. He's been a star since the age of what? Yeah. 17, 18? Yeah, I think probably around there. Would say anything. It's kind of to be expected. That's what you've known your whole life. Yeah. You know, I know what you mean. He could work more. Yeah. But maybe yeah. he'll get to that point. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so that's my eight. You're 10. So what do you have at nine? Uh, nine is Harry Jones Jr. Or Harry Jones Sr. Rather, Harry Jones Sr. Uh, that's called a punt. Henry Jones Sr. is a punt. All of right. Of course, that's a punt. What are we talking All about right. here? We're talking about one movie. That's what we're talking about. All right. Um, Pretty amazing one movie. <laughs> One of the best one movies you're ever going to fucking see. (laughs) Whoa. So then my eight, we already said was serious black. So what's your seven, man? Uh, My seven is uh, Black Panther and Captain America Civil War. That is a punt. Okay. Yeah. Seven. Lucky number seven. Did you hit yourself with a stump? Seven. Ridiculous. Lucky number seven. Six Six is Zeus from Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, Samuel Jackson. Sam Jackson. All right, go ahead, my man. Nice choice. Um, to finally really pair him up with somebody, as opposed to across a walkie-talkie or whatnot, but he's pretty much doing it on his own. And right. the way the two of them are introduced, where he has to go down into John McClane does into Harlem, wear a sign, wearing the sign, yeah. And Zeus and his two are they—they're his sons. Mm-hmm. And the sons come and tell him, and he walks out and is like, "You gotta leave." <laughs> You got to go. This isn't good. He's not siding with him. But yeah. at the same time, he's like, I still a human being. He's like, yeah, we may have our differences, which we clearly do. But this yeah. is not wise for you. Uh, and they have to slowly explain as they build chemistry and then go to him. It's the perfect kind of tete-a-tete for McLean's character, just somebody who will snap back at him yeah, when need be type of thing, as opposed to cowing from the fact that, He's so amazing at all this other stuff. You know, he's handling right. all this action and craziness um, without batting. Not he's still batting an eye, but it doesn't seem to be phasing him. We're churning through this. Yeah. yeah. So in real life, it'd be easy to be in awe of somebody like that. It keeps getting you through these amazing scrapes. It's true. 
but character wise, like you need someone kind of to battle with them and butt heads and create attention and help yeah. bring certain skills to the equation overall. Um, yeah. I like it because after the second one, I liked the second one. I was looking forward to the third one and I was pleasantly surprised. It's, I like it. I think on par, maybe a little bit better than the second one. I most, I know most people it's clearly one, three, two. Yes, it is. But I enjoy the, I was so looking forward to it. I was still young enough. It was an amazing action film then, and it still holds a lot of weight with me now, but I've realized yeah. it's got flaws. Three uh, or two? Two. So I'm saying for the argument of three over two, I get it. Right. Um, they're very close to me, but nostalgia plays a big part. But yes, so I chose uh, Sam Jackson's Zeus. It's a good choice. In Die Hard like with it. a Vengeance, but it is a one-off. I tried to... I know. Skew more towards recurrings, but one-offs are fun. They are. They are. Um, okay, what that was your six. Yep. Right. What's your seven? Okay. My seven is Michael B. Jordan in Creed. Because that you can argue is still the Rocky franchise. Because Sylvester Stone is in the movie as Rocky Balboa. So yeah. it's still all connected. And so Michael B. Jordan, he revitalized. The Rocky franchise coming in with this character right as the lead character of that uh, franchise is, uh, you know, doddering off into old age. Here comes some new blood and it works and it works in the second movie as well. And it'll work in the third movie, I imagine. But yeah, to me, that's connected. That's a whole franchise. Rocky Balboa. Balboa is still the producer. Balboa, I mean, Stone is still the producer. It's still done in the same studio auspices. Look at all this justification for this story. bullshit just, answer you got. Uh, it's going not a bullshit answer. It's totally it really valid. seems like it. When you gotta, you gotta back it up with pre-rebuttal. Oh, okay. Uh, it just seems like I didn't realize we were picking our favorite new lead in the series. That's not. Uh, I, I, oh, we said characters join the franchise after the first movie, and this is still the franchise, and that character is joining the franchise. After the first move, I think it's a subset of the franchise. I think it's its own franchise because it's Creed, but it's part of the Rocky universe. Uh, no, Rocky Balboa's in it. So it's not like they went off and okay. put it in the same universe, but had no characters from Rocky in it. They literally put the main guy in the fr- in that move. So that makes it part of the franchise. And even people say that my favorite Rocky movies, even now people say Creed is in their top three of favorite Rocky movies. Rocky. I know. Movies. I'm just breaking your balls for no reason because you came with pre-rebuttal. So that means you're defensive <laughs> from the moment. And uh, I was. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Why not yeah. just go ahead? You know what? You worked on those rebuttals. I'll give, you a little, <laughs> I'll give you a chance to air out the argument you've already had in your head. Put it together. Put it together. See, see if you can win me over. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I, I I almost put Drag out because of the fact that he was in the fourth one and he comes back in Creed Two, um, because that I, is the name. The, more than Mr. T, more than, I think maybe even sometimes more than Apollo, people have a thing about Drago, man. You know, well, because he was built up and he's the face of communism and he's this indestructible yeah. force type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's great. I th- I thought about it once. I said no villains. I cut him out. Right. Fair. Uh, well, there you go. That's my set. Yep. All right. What do you got at six? My six is The Rock in the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. I knew it was coming. So please. Yes. 
Take the floor. I'm actually going to pee real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, do you need to pee? <laughs> this is yep. usually where you go. <laughs> yeah, The Rock, absolutely. The Rock totally is, uh, I mean, he came in in the fifth movie, totally revitalized that franchise. I'm telling you right now, people don't remember, but Fast and Furious, after that second one was kind of, uh, and uh, Vin Diesel didn't want to come back for the third one, which is why they did Tokyo Drift and have, have him in one scene. Then they did that fourth one, and it was like, oh, and it was going straight to DVD. And then, boom, The Rock came in. The Rock came in and completely revitalized that franchise, uh, brought new life, new blood, was a uh, very interesting character as, as uh, Hobbs, uh, and uh, all the things that he does, going toe-to-toe with Toretto, uh, hassling that crew. Um, it absolutely put a whole new spin on the franchise, and it gave us someone else to cheer for in the franchise that has a little more weight, well, a little, a lot more weight in cachet and, a, and is more, a way more interesting character than Toretto. Uh, and so that's why I think The Rock deserves to be here. I mean, and then he's so, he was so good that he's able to spin it off into his own series with Hobbs and Shaw. So for me, that's where it really comes down to. He was able to come in and have an effect on the franchise in a positive way and then spin off and even start his own thing with another member of the franchise with Hobbs and Shaw and even go toe-to-toe verbally on social media with the lead of the franchise. So that uh, that, sh- that speaks volumes about the guy. I'm really surprised he didn't make my top five, but in the end, I put him where where he where he fits. I, I mean, he was one of the first names I thought of, but I couldn't quite put him in the top five. So there you go. Uh, all right. Well, there are our bottom fives. We're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back with you. All right, welcome back. Uh, thank you for listening yeah. to that uh, uh, sponsor uh, advertisement right there. And mm. jumping back in, my number five yeah. is it's a small part. Okay. But the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is amazing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Is amazing in such a tiny part. Think about it. It basically just plays space Jeff Goldblum. Yes, and it true. really works. For some yeah. reason, the character starts DJing <laughs> out of yes. nowhere. Yes, the uh, the I pardon you, and then fucking emulsifies the guy. And he's like, oh, just it's all uh, the subtle little things when he's talking to that uh, New Zealand actress who plays yeah. his like lead henchman. And he's like, what? Yeah. yeah, what 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 did I say about her? Uh, you know, scrapper, whatever the fuck you know, the Valkyrie's name is in this world. It's not the Valkyrie. Right. Uh, scrapper one, two, the four, three, two. Yeah, one, whatever the number is, scrapper, that yeah. she's a drunken like, buffoon. That's not what I said. But it's not <laughs> just looking at her like, what? That's no. I was saying you're the best. You're my favorite. Why would you say? <laughs> He I, all these small, subtle little things that shouldn't exist within a superhero movie yeah. works perfectly for a guy that's created this world for himself in this gladiatorial yeah. arena, and he's basically the emperor of trash world. Yeah, um, yeah. For that, I thought about Korg as oh, yeah. well. Korg would be a nice choice, but Grandmaster to me was more of a the idea of casting jeff goldblum how much of this did you write for him and how much in the script you just put uh, jeff goldblum stuff parenthetically you know <laughs> he says this in a jeff goldblum kind of way let him run with this yeah he's got space <laughs> right here to run um yeah. so 
that's why I think I would love to see him come back. It's an easy character to keep bringing back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The collector is another one like that where you keep bringing back, but I would mm-hmm. love to see grandmaster a whole lot more. Uh, so that's Matthew, my five. Matthew Simmons says, I was hoping Valkyrie would go on your list, Matt, but I'll take the grandmaster. LOL. Um, well, we saw Valkyrie again for sure. So she definitely yeah. Yeah. has made more than one appearance. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of good choices. In right. that movie, Agreed. for additions Agreed. to the cast, but uh, there you go. That's who I chose was Grandmaster. Okay. Uh, all right. So my number five uh, is also a one-off, and that would be uh, Robert De Niro as Vito Corleone in Godfather Part Two. It's not a new character, though. Is it though? Isn't it though? No, Isn't it though? It's really not. Isn't it though? It's, it's really not. I mean, I, feel I like, thought about it too, and I was like, "What? Who from the Godfather?" And I was like, "Well, De Niro was the only like, obvious choice." And I was like, "He's, but he's playing Corleone." So I feel like I feel like you're pushing the uh, you're pushing the issue here. I feel like you're, you're, you're shooting me down here. No, the other one I have zero problem with. I I, I think okay. you're correct in your assessment of Creed. Creed counts. Right. I didn't go All for right. leads, but Creed counts. All right, so I'll change it's fine, it. dude. If you want De Niro's Corleone nope. in there, here's what I'll throw. That is your choice. Ricardo Montalban's Khan in the Wrath of Khan. That is a great character to throw into the franchise. Certainly a top five character. And was I put it in parentheses? I was like, if he doesn't take this, Khan. So absolutely, Khan. It's, it's your list. Uh, <laughs> you want to keep Corleone on there? It is your list. You can do whatever Jason's- you want. Jason's very upset. Definitely not a new character. I mean, I think Jason is correct, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's your list. That's fine. Khan is the choice here at number four. Ricardo Montalban, what a legendary character. Still, people would say, arguably, Wrath uh, uh, of Khan is still the greatest Star Trek film ever made. Arguably, Khan is the greatest villain ever in the history of Star Trek. And although it was originally a character... Uh, in the in Space Seed in the original series, uh, it wasn't a character that appeared in the first movie. So to me, it still qualifies as a character that's being introduced. Yeah, we're talking about movies. Yeah, we're talking about movies. So it works in that way. And it's still, I mean, we just I recently rewatched it again the other day for about an hour, and he's so great. Plus, as a Latino actor, a Latino character, although he's not playing a Latino character, but a Latino actor playing this part um, was just such a. Um, a groundbreaking thing in 1982 uh, and to see it still endure in 2021, still have a legacy in 2021 um, that matters. And that means something. And so for me, it's a, it's a movie I go back to all the time and a character yeah. that completely sh- every other movie has been, has had to measure up to Khan ever since. Uh, and there's a reason for that because he's such a great fucking character and that storyline is great mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, they're Druids, definitely not. Suck, a, suck my eggs. Never mind. I'm not going to get upset. What's All right. Uh, what's your three? Uh, my three, or my four, rather. I'm oh, sorry. What's your four? Is, uh, oh, wait, that was my five, right? That was my five? Oh, my, yeah. bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead. What's uh, my four, four uh, is Furiosa from Fury Road. Oh, good choice. Compared to Furiosa. That is a fucking great choice. Because if we're still calling him Mad Max, then Mad Max is still... This is another story in the Mad Max saga type of thing. Yeah. So she's a great character. I mean, Emmertan Joe, if I'm going villains, 
Oh, yeah. I probably, you know, I think he mm-hmm. outshines, but he's also such an over-the-top character that it's easy to kind of outshine and yeah. in that regard of who, who's more emblazoned on your memory from that. Well, it's like that character got to chew the scenery of everything he touched. Yeah. So it's And it perfectly fit within the world, so it didn't stand out. So, of course, they're going to be a brighter star, so to speak. But Furiosa, to shift the gaze of the movie and really focus on her story and how that's part of this overall apocalyptic landscape yeah. uh, via the introduction of Mad Max himself to yeah. bring, you know, once he stumbles into this civilizations, uh, whatever you want to call it, encampment, right. uh, village, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. uh, to give Mad Max, I think on some, to some degree, more heart, even though I'm saying that a lot oh, today, yeah. Yeah. Uh, than it's had in the series before because it's been so focused on the loner. And Thunderdome, they start to show a little bit of that. It's like he's with the kids and whatnot. Yeah. And then yeah. going back to Bartertown. But I, this one really opens it up and you see the humanity of the situation more so as opposed to just the scrapes that are going on, like in Road Warrior 2, where it's about energy and gas. Mm-hmm. which is also part of the story. I'm not knocking it for it, uh, right. just to take it in a different vein in this one to create more of a human face as to what these problems would look like. Uh, yeah, Bottom excellent tap. addition. Yeah, I th- it's a great choice, dude. Love Emperor Fur- Furiosa. Love Charlie's Throne in the car- in the role. Certainly a new character to be introduced in the franchise. Um, and brilliant. Absolutely. And you could argue the lead of the film. Yeah. You could really argue you could. that she's actually the lead of the film. Um I'm sad they're going backwards with her and casting Anya Taylor-Joy as her because I don't see that connection at all in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, they're doing what they can do here, and we'll see how that plays out. But it should have been Charlize. Just keep going with Charlize. I don't know what the problem is. Create a fucking offshoot and make it about a Furiosa, Fury of the Gods or whatever. People would go see that. So going backwards just doesn't make sense to me in any way, shape, or form. Um, other than a studio going, we need a younger version so we can do multiple. Yeah, so we can do three of these if they're successful, yeah. maybe four, and they can yes. create their own apocalyptic universe. Yeah, to rival well, Marvel we, and everything else. Well, why don't we take a look at Anya Taylor Joy's box office? And let's take a Charlize Theron's box office, and let's we'll compare who should have been going forward. But you know, what well, do I know? Sure, but what she's on the she's on the come up, and Charlize has been around, so it's not really a fair fight if you're going to do that. But. She's the new it girl. She's getting cast in everything right now. She is. She really is. Yeah, that's for sure. So and she's doing great work. So I got no complaints about her as an actress. I'm just saying. I would have liked to have seen Charlize do a few more a few more installments of this franchise. Yeah, um, myself personally. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if I would have chosen her for this, but I'll wait yeah. to see the end product before I, you know, prejudge. Sure, sure. Um, all right. So then my number four is uh Gollum because and, and and specifically circus as Gollum because we only get that one little yeah I'm not short... counting I agree with you that's yeah that doesn't fucking count the characters right. that I didn't even think of that I thought about Theoden from Rohan and Eowyn yeah, yeah. and I was trying to think of others I didn't even consider Gollum because he's not really in the first one right it's not really in the first one totally he's didn't even think about fully... that great choice Thanks, man. Yeah, he's fully in the second one going forward, and I yep. know some of you who are listening to us know my feelings about the Lord of the Rings movies, but 
There are some really great things in these movies, and Gollum is number one. And I grew up on those animated ones where that was a creepy fucking character uh, in those films, in the Hobbit, I'm sorry, in the uh, Lord of the Rings films. So to see it come to life in a way that was um, a bit of an homage to those, to the animated version of Gollum, but also it's very much its own thing in live action, was incredible to experience. And so Andy Serkis deserves so much credit for what he was able to do in creating that character's mocap and to absolutely elevate, not even elevate, catapult motion capture as a respectful, uh, possibly um, Oscar-nominated uh, acting performance uh, or possibility mm-hmm. uh, uh, for actors, I think was great. Uh, and so the guy's made a living out of doing these things now over the last few years in multiple franchises. So it deserves so much credit, but this is Smeagol slash Gollum, that whole opening, that whole transition, and then getting all the things that he goes through in the series. is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And into the Hobbit too. And that yeah. was your number four. Yep. My number four. Okay. Just so you know, I just put Gollum at number four on my list and many me is now bumped off the bottom. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It's a gra- I can't believe I didn't think of it. Although yeah. there's so many franchises I knew going into this. It's like, I'm going to fuck up somewhere. Yeah, me too, dude. I, I can't tell you how many. Yeah. I mean, I just spent so much time. That's why when I texted you, I was like, no, I have two separate lists. You know, and I was like, this is an honorable mentions. It was crazy. Um, all right. So what's your three, bro? My three is the punt from earlier. Henry Jones. Okay. In the last Please, crusade. Please. After having seen one and two, the idea of giving India co-pilot, it's like, I don't know if I want that. And then right. to see the end result, you know, product of it, it is stellar acting, casting. They wrote the character, interplay between the two of them brilliantly. You get great mm-hmm. development as to why there's this division between the two of them. And they do yeah. it in such small ways when they're on the Zeppelin and whatnot, talking about, you know, you weren't around much. You were more concerned with this the grail and all that it's like right. i taught you this this and this and i taught you to be self-reliant and to grow to, to see the give and take the back and forth and how at first henry jones is kind of aghast at all the violence yeah. and to see that it's a means to an end and it's not overt and vulgar right they're doing it to stop nazis to keep out of artifacts out of his hands and the idea that oh my god my son grew up to do something I would love to have done. He's become something that, uh, you know, I'm so proud of and still maintains like he's the, he's a professor like I was, uh, but he's willing to go out and find these artifacts. Like, like on that, uh, the journey out of the Canyon itself. And they ride off into the sunset, the stories that he must ask about him. What else yeah. have you done? What else? Yeah. And to recount temple of doom or, Oh, I found the 10 commandments. How right. much his mind would have been blown. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I wanted as many indie movies as I could get. So the idea of like giving him a Robin, just I didn't want. And then yeah. see, you know, in the end, I it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you. It, it, obviously, because it's on my list as well. I just put him a little bit lower because, you know, it's the third film. He's got a, he's got a part, but it's, but, you know, and it's, it's certainly a very effective part. But these other characters, I feel like, affected the franchise more. Because there's not really much mention of Henry after the third one, into the next one, and I imagine they won't. I don't know if they'll mention anything about him in the fifth one. 
But like, I totally respect people wanting you wanting to put it high up on your list. Such a great character. Sean Connery did such a fantastic job. And you're right. Who can go toe to toe, going side by side in an icons movie in the third movie? Mm. That's not easy to do, man. And so um, he does just incredible work. And as you've mentioned many times, that scene where he says his full name, he says Indiana. Yeah. Cuts through the chatter of the violence. Exactly. That's a father-son scene that is classic in cinema, man. Just the way he says it. Yeah. And that's why you cast something like Sean. The shift from, I'm not talking down to you. I'm I'm trying to get your attention because I love you. Right. And I care. Exactly. We may have had our differences, but that is meaningless right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Through one shift from junior to Indiana. Wow, it's fucking great. And also, I'm choosing you over the artifact. Your biggest complaint about our relationship was that I always chose the pursuit of the artifacts over being your father. And in this one critical moment, I am choosing to be your father over Mm -hmm. possibly losing you for a chance at that artifact. And you're trying to satisfy me by reaching for that artifact to get my love. And I'm telling you, you already have it. Yes, boom. Such a good moment. In one word, Matt. One Uh word conveys all that. That's why he's at number three. Anyway, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, uh, my three is um, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Gotcha. That is, I had to put him on here. I mean, he's just such an incredible addition to the franchise. And arguably, you know, I think every, just like Khan, I think every Batman movie that ever stars any villain uh, is going to be compared to that, to the Dark Knight because oh, yeah. of Heath Ledger's portrayal, but also the chemistry between him and Christian Bale. Um, and uh, and uh, Christopher Nolan's direction of that movie as well. Just in combination, it all works so well. And it's not just because Heath Ledger passed or anything like that. I think that character would be iconic whether Heath Ledger was still around or not. Uh, and because it's such a portrayal that nobody will ever forget. And it's the quintessential Joker on screen now. Uh, I don't care how many people defend Jack Nicholson. This is the quintessential Joker no, you could say Joaquin's, but I still think everybody prefers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ledger one. Yeah, Jax was just fun. Mm-hmm. And agreed. It was perfect for the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's what he he wanted to have fun. And uh, yeah, I think it just worked out for all involved, considering where superhero movies were at that time. There's yeah. no way Heath Ledger's Joker would have worked. In 1999. Right. Oh, no fucking way. Yeah. No way. There's supposed to be a comic book movie and action stupid kind of frivolity right so joker cracking stupid jokes and whatnot makes more sense right can't have joker killing off his yeah you want to see a magic trick and then putting a pencil through a dude's eye socket yeah it's like that's never gonna fly Ta-da! now when the kids are lining up to go see this movie yeah um whereas by the time dark knight came out be like there have been a few in between and right the public's taste changed. They, sure. want, they wanted to see these kinds of things. Um, okay, so what's your two? My deuce is Yoda. That is my one. Uh, I thought about one. others from Empire. I thought about Lando. Oh, sure, Lando was definitely in contention. Until yeah, I thought about Boba. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, all right, if we're not going to do villains, I'm not going to do Boba. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Yoda. Well, that beats everything. 
anyway, so right. there's no real discussion. Right. And it looks like you did what I did, which is like I'm not taking numerous from one. Or yeah, from no, one I tried series. to. Yeah, yeah. I tried to keep it. Which one is the most impactful, in my opinion, of that franchise that came in later? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yoda. I mean, everything flows from Yoda, but I mean, the the second movie, he is the mentor. He is the guide. He is, you know, the person who is, there is another Skywalker in the other one, in, in, in the Jedi. So there's so much that is affected in that franchise after Yoda appears in it because of Yoda. And even into the books, into the, um, into the next phase of the MCU, you've got, Bla- uh, sorry, of, uh, Disney, of Star Wars, you've got the baby Yoda. So the Yoda phenomenon persists uh, forever through Star Wars mm-hmm. after he was introduced. So, yeah. Yeah, it just became an indelible part of the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine the series without that character. Yeah. yeah. Like you could subtract other big characters, and I think it still works. But to have a sage, a mentor to right. help guide, you know, Luke, but also us through the force, the age of it, what it means, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You kind of need that to explain to all involved the stakes and what, what he's trying to do right now. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's Yoda still have a connection to him even now when he pops up randomly in a movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and through clone wars, through Mm -hmm. rebels, even the recent uh, certain point of view book uh, that told the, from the empire strikes back point of view, you got a lot of Yoda stories or appearances throughout those stories. So yeah, he's just such an incredible part of that franchise. Um, and I could, him and Gollum were the two that like, was like, bing, you know, um, all right. So that's your two, my one, so what's your my two? two is T'Challa, the punt from earlier. Gotcha. Uh, the Black Panther, I think for a number of reasons, right? A, it's an incredible performance from Chadwick Boseman. B, he brings a nobility to the MCU that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say about Captain America. That what he certainly that's a you know what we want to be is Captain America, but what we are is not quite Captain America. And I think Chadwick with T'Challa, I think the T'Challa character brought a sense of just regalness because he's a king, but also just as I said, a nobility to it and all the things he goes through, and it changes the MCU from that point forward. The concepts are bigger, the humanity is bigger, everything they're confronting carries more weight and resonates. It can change an entire globe. Um, mm-hmm. And that matters. And then to have him go forward now, you know, into even into what if and the different appearances he has throughout that series, but then now going into the sequel, he will hang over the sequel. Sorry, he will hang over the sequel and the MCU going forward. He has something to aspire to. Plus, the Black Panther movie was the first film from the MCU to be nominated for Best Picture. And that's a massive accomplishment that can't be ignored, whether you agree with it or not, it can't be ignored. One of the biggest reasons why is because of the character of T'Challa and yes, Chadwick Boseman's performance, but the character of T'Challa and how it kind of changes things in the MCU completely. Um, yeah, I think the only reason I put him lower to be perfectly, well, not the only reason, but the, the primary reason was because I knew that he was already a lead. Mm. You know what I mean? And he was going to have his own movies, so as soon as they introduced him, it's like, well, it's just like Spider-Man. I thought about Spider-Man as well, but it's like, well, yeah. Black Panther to me was a bigger introduction to the average person. Mm-hmm. 
but before seeing him going into it, like I know there's a Black Panther series coming. Right, so right, right, right. He is a new character. I thought I was cheating with kind of on some level, like subconsciously by putting him on. It's like, ah, you know, that I'm going to knock him lower because I know for certain that he's going to have his own series. Right. I hear you. Oh, well, I mean, he's introduced as a character. And yeah, yeah you're that? right. Is that the seventh movie, eighth movie Civil War? I can't remember, but so it's pretty far down the line. I got to look it up. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So what's your one? My one. So you're saying the first things you thought of, this was the first thing I thought of. It's not on your list. Go ahead. Which is uh, Leo Getz from Lethal Weapon. (laughs) That's a great choice. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. 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 (laughs) So annoying at first. And then by the end, you love him for it. You oh, just totally. love him for it. Yeah, it's, okay. it's part of who he is. And he's a good dude. He's a little annoying, but he's a good... The fact that they keep giving him shit, but he was he was the first thing that I thought of when we were like, oh, characters in a series. Um, So I was like, Leo gets It's And I think that was my introduction to Joe Pesci. Really? Oh, wow. Well, because okay. I was a kid. Right. So good it's point. not like I'm watching Raging Bull and right. anything else. And Home Alone comes after. Right. I believe. Sit down, Matt. Sit down, Matt. You're going to watch Raging Bull. Yeah, exactly. This, his early <laughs> stuff is not made for me. And then after that, it's just like, well, boom. We've got, you know, Goodfellas and Casino. And, you know, I love me some Joe Pesci. No shit. No shit. But just the, okay, 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 okay. And explaining how the laundering works and the robes. It's free. It's free. He gets punched in the mouth. Ah! Oh, or in the nose and he breaks his nose. So good. It is. It's a it's the perfect addition. It gives them the slapstick that they really yes. can't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he the subway rant alone is worth it. Is worth it. Uh, the, you know they 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 fuck you at the drive. Yeah, this is how they fuck, fuck you. you. This is how you fuck it. This is not two and a half. Fuck you at the drive through. <laughs> but anyway, that was the first thing I thought of. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to honor that because I respect that. Leo gets wins the day there. Whatever Leo wants, Leo Leo gets. gets. You get it? Okay. Okay. So annoying. <laughs> sure, you'd want to believe that. <laughs> uh, I know. He's, 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 uh, yeah, he is. He's over the top. He's doing this a lot to him. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's what you want to believe. Yeah, and also the when they go through the fucking window. The glassy oh, into the pool. Oh, dude. What a great. That movie. So fucking good, man. Um, all right. Well, there you go. There's our separate uh, lists there of the top 10 characters that joined the franchise after the first movie. Now we're going to put this list together. Always the interesting part of the show. Uh, we are. And we also have uh, oh, a patron yes. that sent it in. Uh, yeah. Good old David Mitchell Baker. He gave us this uh, topic. Yeah. So DMB, I apologize for not mentioning that earlier at the beginning. That's my fault, man. I should have mentioned that. DMB was the inspiration for this choice. Yeah. He's the meaning in our life. <laughs> um, and we'll get to his. And we also have shout outs at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. So yeah, let's combine our two lists real quick. Woo. Yeah, real quick. So you say. Well, I mean, Yoda's no brainer. Number one. Feels like, yeah. Pulling up the shout outs. Now. Probably Gollum. Okay. Then now technically both are fours. Uh, T'Challa is two, what, nine? Two, eight. Two, eight. 
Otherwise, Bruce, Henry Jones Bruce is three Henry. what? Nine. Okay, so that. So, so T'Challa seems like it goes above, right? Two, eight, above three, nine. Sure. It's not sure like you're giving me anything, you know. It's sure like seems like a good enough argument. All right, so uh, I have my number one, Leo Getz. Okay, so where are we at right now? What number? That's are we at right the now? top five. I don't think we have okay. anything else in common, do we? Uh, oh, Jesse, serious, serious black. Yeah, Jesse's, but those are the bottom, right? Near the bottom. Yeah. Well, what's your next highest? Mine's five. Yoda, T'Challa. Oh, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker is my number three. Okay. What about after that? Gal, uh, Khan at five. Okay, since we have both our fives, why don't we do Ooh. Jesse then Sirius Black? Uh, what number is Jesse for you? Nine. It's my ten. Where's Sirius Black for you? Ten. That's my eight. All right, fine. Does the eight yeah. elevate it? Yeah, right. It okay, cool. All right, so now we have both our number fives. All right, so this is the flip for number ten. Um, this is the flip for nine and ten. So who? Oh, nine and ten. Okay. So what's your five? My five is Furiosa. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Latino versus a woman. That's a shame. All right. You got a coin, or you want me to flip it? No, no, flip it if you got it. I don't have anything here. All right. Call it in the air. Three, two, one. Heads. It is tails. Oh, son of a. Well, at least he made the list. And then, okay, got it. We're ready to go? We are good to go. Okay. I got no bongos, so I'm going to do the best I can here. Mmm. Sorry, guys. The top ten characters that joined a franchise after the first movie, yeah. At number ten. Khan. At number nine. Furiosa. At number eight. Jesse. Toy Story. At number seven. Sirius Black. At number six. The Joker. At number five. Leo Getz. At number four. Dr. Henry Jones. At number three. T'Challa. At number two. Gollum. And our number one character that joined the franchise at the first movie is... Is Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, all right. Uh, that was my own. And I got uh, David Mitchell Baker's list right here. Let's hear it. Because thanks, as always, for choosing my topic. He had one cav- uh, caveat for his list. A character had to become a recurring character in the series. Mm. So no one and done appearances. Okay. Uh, so 10, he's got Puss in Boots Shrek. I thought about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death from Bill and Ted. Oh, it's- yeah. William Sadler. Um, Sirius Black in Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought about that. A lot of people like that Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean. Interesting. Okay, I just think the the CGI is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther T'Challa. He chose Luke Hobbs from Fast and Furious. Oh wow, interesting. That, that's him, right? Um, yeah, that's Hobbs. That's a. Uh, the- oh, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was yeah. thinking of the other Shaw, I guess. Yeah. Shaw's the other one. Yeah. Uh, King Theoden from Lord of the Rings. Oh, there you go. Okay. Jesse from Toy Story. Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. But no, wait. But he's introduced in the first movie. That, that, I don't know if that counts. 
Is he in the first? Oh. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. The... He just doesn't speak until the end, but he's in the first. All right. Well, is he saying in the overall scope of the Planet of the Apes movie? Uh, maybe the franchise itself. Yeah, because I right. can tell you about the Hestons if and right. when Caesar pops up in those. Yeah, maybe that's what he's talking about. Okay. Um, and then finally Yoda at number one. Yoda. So there's his list. Nice. And then nice uh, now we're going to do shout outs real quick. This is, uh, this yeah. is our way of saying thank you to our patrons who support us over patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. They're the ones that have joined us in the chat today and watching the stream live. And yeah. uh, for $5 and above at the end of the month, we will uh, shout your name out at the end of the show as a way of saying thank you very much for supporting us. And uh, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. First up is Jason McDonald. Uh, Roby. Uh, Pele Cole. Eric Taylor. Deepak Maurer. David Steve- Stefan. Christine Biernat. Uh, Andrew Robinson. Francisco Ramirez. Michael Bauer. Colton Thompson. Henrik Winterland. Phil Knuckles. Ryan Latonin. Ray Rosh. Colson Kuliopoulos. Gally Onkin. Justin Kelly. Lachlan Skinner. Joseph's Cur- Joseph Curran. Fred Castillo. Edward Wilshire. J. Scotty St. Clair. Hey, Charles J. Clark. Zachariah Kaufman. Uh, Jeff Dickin. Sean Labua. Francisco J. Torres. Connor Teal. Michael D. Dyke. Robert Francisco Suarez. Uh, Tim Reimert. Uh, Dominic Greaves. Eric Bruin. Matt Simmons. Uh, Kyle Beckworth. Jeff Kelly. Jeremy Bowers. James Petty. Nick Francis. Billy Williams. Christopher Brockman. Blake Gant. Or Gant. Cameron Chapman. Alex Russell. Bobby Michael. Paul Cree. So Paul. Drew Burkhart. Stacy Flores. Luke Allison. Mark Fawcett. Kristen Kurtz. Gareth Weldon. Timothy A. Williams. Chris Lemke. Nick Baldwin. Johanna Linoverta. Uh, J.I.C. 317. DJ Red Hot Cox. Yeah. Ahmad Ali. Darren Bush. Angela Dashner. Louis Berrigan. Josh Lawrence. Chelsea Lewis. Adelardo Fuente. Reagan Lovig. Rodrigo Valverde III. Lawrence Witt. Andre Constantinescu. Steve Schluckebeyer. Ah, Catherine Samuels. Houston Bodley. Roque Orellana. Maurice Robinson. Alan Snuffleupagus Bennett. Marcus Davenport. Brandon Caridi. Robbie Prasad. Joe Farrelly. Charlie McKenna. Mark Menchaca. Josh Mabry. What's up, Josh? Ben Cartwright. Josh Murphy. Kevin Shaw. Josh Sachs. George Menchaca. Dale Varley. Chris Consiglio. Wayne Murphy. Ashley Prowls. Johanna Schmidt. Sujayanth Fernando. Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. Evan Zoller. Kevin Foss. Jen Kemp. Ryan McKenna. Brian Akins. Alexander Marzonia. Garth Wisenant. Mike Barrington. Ed Buskirk. Jeff Saliba. Noel Kelleher. Jim Payne. David Mitchell Baker. Andy Ortiz. John Keefe. Nathan Williams. Kristen Smith. Matthew Lee Cravens. 
Marcel Behrman. James Trapani. Drew Enns. Dan I. Seth Shearer. Andrew Marker. Chris Jones. Luke Larson. Chris Cabrera. Robert Haley. Thank you, Robert. And Anthony Casanova. All right. Thank you to everybody that supports us. We thoroughly appreciate it. We would not be here without you. And uh, we hope you're doing well out there, staying safe. And uh, I think that's it this week, don't you? It is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If you want to be a part of the Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash the top 10 with the number 10 there. Make sure you make sure if you're listening to us, you've been doing all the content, support us five, 10, 15, 25, $50 even every month. Bring us back up so we can start heading out on the road and start possibly doing some of these live shows there in your town. It's your support. that's going to make it possible for us to do so. And throughout the pandemic, we've given you great content. So we hope you appreciate that uh, by supporting us and being a part of the Patreon for the cost of a coffee uh, just once a month, you can support everything we're doing and have access to so many benefits here on the Patreon. Just giving a quick push for that. Uh, Matt, uh, wh- what do you got to plug? And let's get on out of here. You can follow me at Matt Nost. Uh, follow the show at Top Ten Show, and on uh, that's on Twitter and on Instagram and uh, YouTube. It is forward slash the Top Ten Podcast with the number ten. And check out to uh, settle the score. John was just recently on. Yeah, uh, it was a good show. And uh, go check that out. And uh, that is it for me this week. Absolutely. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram on Twitch, the outlaw nation on Twitch there. Uh, and of course my uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says, see all the fun entertainment content we have there on that channel as well. All right. Much love to everybody. Take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode here of the top 10 show.